I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today for a second time we have Stephen Whitney with us. And um, if you missed the last episode, please go listen to it. Um, it was a fantastic deep dive into breathing, and we completely geeked out. It was a nice long episode, longer than you guys are used to on the Habit Coach Podcast, but I think it's worth a listen to. So please, please, please listen to that. And today. as you know on our thursday episodes we talk about celebrating our rock bottoms because all of us go through rock bottoms it's a part of life everyone has these moments when they're just completely down and out and they feel like everything has gone away you know but i believe that this is the time where we should celebrate because there's only one direction that we can go which is up and that is actually the power of rock bottoms and if we learn from people how they've dealt with rock bottoms and you realize that you're not alone in this journey there is an opportunity to grow from this and get out of this rock bottom faster so which is why on the habit coach podcast we celebrate our rock bottoms and steven has so graciously um you know offered to share his story and the way that he's done this and i think it's a fantastic um story so you're going to you guys are going to enjoy this episode steven welcome to the habit coach podcast for a second time thank you so much again brother i really appreciated the last uh last meeting and uh, I'm looking forward to this as well because it hits so close to home and I have so much respect for you in the fact that you take the approach of celebrating these rock bottoms so I really appreciate your taken approach on this thank you um so so steven when i say rock bottom what does it mean to you <laughs> rock bottom is i i think the terminology is is, is perfect hmm. it's the point where you feel like you have nothing left. Mm. All energy has been dispersed. All happiness has been drained. The ship has set sail and there's no returning. There's no mm. coming back. And this is generally this rock bottom when we think um it would be easier to maybe end it. Mm. And um and this is this is in my opinion the first rock that you hit. not the first rock but this is the bottom that you hit that's got a serious sharp edge where you just think there's nothing left and it's not worth sticking around that to me is is the rock bottom right it is that little bit of the is the sharp edge that you rightly said and um, and, and steven if you can share your rock bottom story with us how did you get into it how do you get out of it yeah i mean it started with corporate america Okay. And so I moved to Denver, Colorado, became a building engineer. I was 24, 25 years old, mm-hmm. and I built a big business. I mean, I was uh, you know, I was making 10 grand a month, if not more, and I had a penthouse apartment in downtown Denver, big truck, fancy cars. I did I drank daily, mm-hmm. um did drugs on the weekends, and I was happy actually. I I mm-hmm. thought I had I'd been successful, drank good scotch, smoked good cigars. and but i was also mega stressed out mm. mega stressed out and i weighed about 50 to 60 pounds more than i do now wow um so i was i was very very unhealthy hmm. anyway through that um my mother became um very ill hmm. and out of nowhere we hmm. found her unconscious she had gone to the doctor gotten hmm. cleared from the doctor a week hmm. later we found her unconscious and a week after that she died hmm. and she was diabetic hmm. and so Um uh, my mother she was my rock she was the pioneer she's the one that 
Uh, I was diagnosed dyslexic and ADHD Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. And she's the one that fought against the schooling systems to get me additional education, help and support, which the schooling system denied Mm -hmm. um, tooth and nail. But Mm -hmm. she found somebody that would help me outside of the school. And so, I mean, she was just, ah, guy, I I love her so much. Mm -hmm. Anyway, after she died, um, it gave me a reason to drink even more. So now Mm -hmm. I became very deep into um, this low vibration, so on and so forth. A year after my mom dies, my partner has a heart attack. Mm. At this point, I'm, she's 28 years old. I'm like 28, 29 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she has a heart attack. Mm. And so she decides to um, try and heal herself naturally. Mm. So she had mm. to have a surgery mm. and she was still alive and she made it through because no one could figure out why. She was mm-hmm. actually healthy. And I was, the, I was the unhealthy one. She was healthy. <laughs> and uh So at that point, she went to Thailand and did a 30-day yoga retreat, and Mm. I stayed in America. Mm. And it was there while she was gone that I got a DUI, Mm. and I got arrested Mm. um, drinking and driving. Mm. And she calls me. Mm. I call her to tell her the news, Mm. which she Mm. said she knew because Mm. I didn't talk to her for two days because I was in jail, and she figured something bad had happened. And Mm. uh, so I told her that. But she then tells me, well, I don't want to live in America anymore. I want to move to Thailand mm. and I can't leave the country. If I, if I get sentenced with, mm. uh, with a DUI, I, mm. I legally can't leave the country. So mm. I was destroyed. So mm. anyway, I quit drinking, mm. quit drugs, everything. I was completely sober five months, mm. went to the gym every single day, gotten really good health. And it mm. was, I felt amazing. Best mm. I'd ever felt in my life. Mm. And I prayed to my mother every single day, please help me get out of this. I swear I'll change my life. I'll do good for others. Please Mm. help me. Mm. Like brings me to tears actually. Mm. Um, And, um, and sure enough, out of nowhere, Mm. uh, my case got dismissed. Mm. There wasn't enough validation or proof. Mm. My DUI got completely dismissed. Mm. Well, we had already sold everything we owned because I just, I had to believe that it was possible. And so I decided to sell everything, sold the house, the business, the cars, everything. Mm -hmm. And, and then the case got dismissed. Mm -hmm. We were on a plane two weeks later, landed in Thailand, um, on this small Island that specializes Mm -hmm. in, um, healing yoga, meditation, breath work, the best teachers from around the world come to this Island and people come here to heal, to train, to learn, to grow. And I I decided to um, go with my partner to do this. And this is where my rock bottom happened. Mm -hmm. So you guys may think that, okay, great. Oh, Steve, that you was no, 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 that was actually, that was simple. That was mm. nothing compared to what I hit. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. Plot you know? twist, right? Yeah. Mm. And so this is where on the previous podcast, I talked about your identity and how mm-hmm. we identify ourselves with the world and the default mode network. So at this point, I'd gotten rid of my business, right? And my, my label as a building engineer and property manager. I I let that go. So I come to this island. I'm surrounded by everyone wearing white and being all yogi and doing tantra and eye gazing and hugging for 10 minutes and all this other stuff. And it was Mm. like, oh, this is ridiculous. I mean, Mm. I was really turned off by it, but I had convinced myself that this is what my partner wanted. She Mm. wanted me to be a yogi. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to step up. I'm going to become a yogi. And so I did 30 day intensive yoga trainings. I did deep Buddhist meditations. I did Vipassanas. I did Reiki's energy work, Qigong, um, Mm. rebirthing, holotropic breath work. I did it all. Mm. And it got worse and worse and worse. Mm. And literally for uh, over a six or seven month span, 
um, I became so deeply depressed hmm. that I became, um, I was having suicidal thoughts. Hmm. And so I would just, I would go for a hike and just have these flashes of walking off the edge of the cliff. Uh, when I was driving on my motorbike, I would have flashes of just turning into oncoming traffic and ending it. Hmm. And, uh, and it terrified me because that's hmm. not what I wanted. But my, my mind and my brain and my body was flashing it in front of me. And so I can really relate to people in this regard because you know how scary that is to mm. not want that, but your body and mind chemically is saying, hey, mm. check it out, mm. check it out. What happens if that, that flash turned into a reality? I don't have the ability to go, whoa, whoa, whoa no, 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 I didn't mean that. That's not mm. what I wanted. No, as soon as it's done, it's done. Mm. And so it terrified me mm. and, um, and it was just getting worse. Mm. So for about seven months and uh I had tried everything. Like I said, I had tried everything and nothing was working. It was, mm. it was everything was making everything worse. Mm. And I went to a restaurant, mm. which ended up becoming close or it ended up being closed when I got there. Mm. And so we decided to leave. But right before we left, my partner mm. said, Hey, look, they're doing an event tonight. And it's called a, um, what was it? A multi-sensory meditation experience. Okay. And I was like, look, if I'm going to do multi-sensory, I want some like cannabis or some hash cookies or some psilocybin. Cause I'd been doing a lot of psilocybin mm. um, mushroom journeys to try and mm. heal myself and trying to, you know, do self therapy and things like that, mm. which actually that did help um, quite a bit, but mm. it still, it wasn't enough. Mm. And so I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I was very angry. I was kicking and screaming, get me out of here. I don't want to do this. Mm. Well, they talked me into staying. And mm. this is where I got introduced to Soma breath. Mm. And so I hated breath work. I, mm. I, I had only done rebirthing holotropic. Mm. It was so mm. aggressive. I hated it. I thought mm. it was the dumbest thing ever. Mm. How can you, how, how can you help yourself with your breath? This is ridiculous. Mm. And, um, but anyway, they talked me into it. So I end up meeting the founder and we did a three hour breath work session with everyone had on wireless headphones. So mm. we watched hypnofractals on a big screen, mm. a group of 30 people. Mm. And we all did like a three hour breathwork session using Soma breath, listening to the music. So it was very intimate and private because you had mm. headphones on while right. listening to the guided meditation. And at the end of the experience, I, I was blown away. Mm. I mean, literally I was in tears and I had not seen or felt this light that I experienced inside of this, this breathwork session with Niraj, the founder of Soma Breath, mm. ever before in my life. Mm. And I went to him after this and I said, man, what just happened? Mm. Like, I don't, I, I have to tell you my story. I, I've never felt this way before and I have to know more. Please, mm. I'll do anything. Just teach mm. me more. Mm. And a week after that, uh, so mm. I followed him and hung out with him for a week. Mm. He did, we did some really cool, fun stuff. And I just felt so attracted to this feeling and this breath and the knowledge and the support of this little group of people that we had kind of put together almost. Mm. And a week after I did that session, Niraj um, asked us if we wanted to do an instructor training retreat. Mm. And we all were like, Absolutely. And that was the very first Soma Breath instructor training retreat that was ever done. And that was over three and a half years ago. And now I am um, a master, Soma master instructor, their teacher trainer, and I manage the instructor training program and platform and help inspire instructors to go get into different verticals, corporate, schooling, kids, and therapies and all these things. And my life completely changed. And so... 
from suicide to helping people get out of those thoughts, um, my life completely transformed. And it was something that I I really give my Mm. heart and soul to, to this work, to this Mm. Soma breath Mm. Uh, without it. I'm not, I'm not even sure if I'd still be around. Yeah. And, 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 you know, um, Stephen, it's so interesting when you were talking about it, I was remembering that many, very often when we are at our rock bottoms, we try and make a dramatic change because we feel that dramatic changes is actually going to help us. You know, like you did and, and you said there wasn't your rock bottom, but you sold your company, you moved your moved homes, you did all of that because you technically wanted a change of something. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, what instead can we do? Uh, to get out of a rock bottom? Are there baby steps that you should do instead of something this dramatic? Oh, this is, God, you literally did this on the last podcast. You asked just the best, best questions. So my, my belief in this, and this is only my opinion, my perception. So just please take it for what you will. Hmm. But I did everything backwards. Hmm. I believe that if I would have started with proper pranayama hmm. first, hmm then I would have put my mind and body into mm. a state that mm. it would have received the mm. other changes. Mm. One, I was doing it from a, a place of lack, the mm. yoga, the meditations, is because I thought my partner was going to leave me if I didn't become a yogi. Yeah. So again, it, number one is to find purpose and passion. Mm. Number one, mm. not for others, mm. for yourself. You got to mm. find out what makes you happy. Mm. And this can just be, maybe this is like a special ice cream or a cookie, or maybe this is putting your feet in the sand, or um, it can be one special song. You know, it doesn't need to be this big elaborate thing. Just find Mm. one thing that makes you happy Mm. and and really brings you a sense of joy. Mm. And then you start to expand on that. But if we're trying to do something from a place of lack, I'm not good enough, or I need to do this for this person, Mm. that immediately is the wrong energy to put towards this. And it's going to bring you suffering. Okay. And so that was the mentality that I went in, but no one taught me that I needed to focus on my own self-love, my own self-worth, what Mm. I was grateful for, what made me happy. I was trying to do what I thought everyone else wanted me to do so that I could receive happiness Mm. rather than tuning into the happiness that existed inside of me already. Okay. So don't, don't go running all over the place, trying to become super yogi or holistic or anything. It doesn't need to be like that. Okay. Um, and in my opinion, you start with breathing because you, you create the condition and environment inside of your body. You know, and if you guys listen to the other podcasts, you understand how important your breath is to the physiology and to your brain and your Mm. thoughts. Mm. If I would have been able to tap into my endocrine system Mm. and learn how to manufacture feel-good hormones, release Mm. neurotransmitters that make me feel good, Mm. then that would have been the beginning stages for me to find the joy and the happiness that I had within. And then once you create a better foundation within the internal world, then you can move into deeper forms of meditation. You can start incorporating a yoga practice and routine. You can move into the Qigong. You can move into the traumatic energy work, you know, releasing traumas and going into doing shadow work, mm. all of these things. But I went into that stuff first. My body wasn't prepared for it. So it ended up like just dis- dis- destroying me, <laughs> absolutely destroying me. And this isn't something I've ever, ever heard anybody talk about. Mm. And so I, I really think, if you can start with your breath, mm. not because you're doing it for someone else, but mm. you're doing it for yourself, mm. find the joy and the passion. And now that is what will fuel you 
and propel you into the other things that will help you grow into the human being that you truly are deep down inside. Lovely, lovely. You know, Stephen, you said something that's so important and um, do it for yourself. Half the time we get into our rock bottoms because we were trying to please others and not necessarily being genuine to ourselves. And there are so many stories, especially with my clients who have gone through their rock bottoms, that you can understand saying that, wow, so basically you were going after these things for other people because you believe that, that creating that money and that wealth and that business was what you thought was success. It was success in the eyes of somebody else. It wasn't success for you. So figuring out what your, well, honest truth is in the sense that, you know, what is actually going to make you happy, what is actually going to make you at a state of ease, not for the sake of somebody else, is I think a starting point as well for your rock bottoms. Like you said, start with your breath because that's the only thing in your body that you can control and then move through your thinking. And, and I think your breath actually opens up that door to thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. Superb. So, so Stephen, you said that you were going through something now as well. And, um, and, and how are you using the tools that you've learned so far to go through what you're going through now? Yeah, so it's been really interesting, actually, because just one more thing on the rock bottom mm. is that you talk about celebrating your rock bottoms. Mm-hmm. And I just want to touch on that just for just one second before we move oh, please. Because I could never figure out quite why I became so depressed. Mm. And um, obviously, there was the identity and all these other things that I figured out. But also what I figured out is that I believe my mother, my spirit of my mother put me through this or I did or what, however you want to, you want to say or call it so that I could actually learn from experience. Mm. A lot of people teach from reading from a book, a magazine, Mm. they're coached by somebody else, but have you actually gone through the shit? Have you hit the rock bottom and gotten yourself out of it? And I felt that it was something I need that I, I later found out that I needed to do to move fully into the role that I'm in now as a conscious leader and, and, and an inspiring human being to help others get out of it. Cause right. I can speak from truth. Mm. And, um, and so that ended up becoming my celebration. Mm. That's how I ended up celebrating. So anyone that may be going through it, um, maybe it's actually happening to move you forward, to right. may, help you to learn from something so you can help somebody else. Mm. And just that little thought process can, can bring in a sense of inspiration hmm. rather than destruction. Correct. And, and this can change that, that chemical balance and, and how it is that you see things. Hmm. Um, not that you need to stay there, but let that motivate you to get out so that you can start sharing. Because this is how we elevate and expand humanity is that I learned something, go through hmm. something, I share it with you. Hmm. And then you share and go through something and then you share it with someone else. Hmm. This is how we make a shift in humanity. And Correct. so- um, this can be an inspiration for you guys. So Lovely. anyway, hmm. so yeah, recently, hmm. and this happens to me like once or twice a year that hmm. I'll go through a lot of emotional turbulence. Hmm. And I think a part of it is just kind of a reminder. It's hmm. almost grounding for me. Hmm. It's a reminder of where I've been, where I've come and to hmm. stay humble hmm. and, and to always remember, you know, that these tools Yes, I use them all the time, mm. but it's important that we use them when we need. It's not like mm. cancel them out. Mm. And so I went through an emotional um, turbulence over the mm. last month. Mm. And I won't go into the details of necessarily why, but mm. um, dealing with some, you know, 
people that are very close to me and, and a little bit of separations and mm. things like that. Mm. Um, and I didn't think anything would, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was a mm. gift. It was beautiful. Mm. Then all of a sudden, all this, all this pain came up, all this mm. anguish. I'm not good enough. And then a few mistakes that I'm making at work and that are not a big deal at all, but they're becoming amplified. And so I am thinking it's the worst thing to ever happen to me and, and to, you know, the instructors or the people um, that I'm dealing with when actually it's absolutely far from that. So what I'm doing is I'm starting to watch myself project into a false reality in future hmm. and I'm creating stories. Hmm. Okay. This is a huge red flag for me. This means that I am not in my own flow and, and headspace. I'm being influenced by my external environment and the projections of what I think is wrong or what I think is going to happen. Okay. Um, and those are not true. Hmm. I'm not in trouble. No one has yelled at me. I have not failed anybody. Hmm. Um, but because of this rising of emotions, mm. um, which I haven't had to deal with, I've been very joyful and happy for, you know, the last year and a half. Mm. And so this like, knocked me off my pedestal a little bit. And so, again, this is a moment that I'm so grateful to have this conversation with you because this is a remembrance of, oh, this is exciting. Mm. This isn't bad. This is a celebration. This is another moment to get through it. Okay. And so I have this really cool trick about writing stories. And I mm. have this in my own stress breathwork programs that mm. I, I teach myself. Mm. Um, and it's about writing stories. Mm. Okay. So another form of awareness, am I writing a story? Mm. Yes or no? Mm. Yes. Mm. Okay. Is it my story or someone else's? Mm. Uh, this is someone else's. This is someone in my life has told me if I don't perform at absolute perfection, then mm. I'm a failure and I will lose my job. Mm. I will fail the people around me. So it's not my story, okay? This has actually been given to me by one of my mentors or one of my bosses somewhere in my life. Okay, fair enough. So am I writing a story? Yes. Is it mine or someone else's? This is someone else's. Doesn't make me happy. That's mm. the third question. Mm. No, it mm. doesn't make me happy. Mm. And then the final question is, in this moment, mm. I choose to blank. Mm. And that's where you shift from mm. the world happening to you mm. to the world is happening for you. Mm. This is something really important. Guys, mm. the world and all that shit is not happening to you. It's mm. only happening for you. When you can view it that way, it changes the way you look at things. So in this moment, I choose to. Mm. I choose to find my inspiration, to return back to the why. Why am I doing this in the first place? Mm. It's to help people reach their joy, to ha help them feel empowered that they can create abundant lives and be joyful and happy and expressive and vulnerable. And it's all okay. Yes. Boom. That immediately changed my internal vibration. Ah, mm. okay, okay, okay. And to tell you the truth, even this morning, mm. I woke up with a lot of contraction and a lot of sadness. Mm. And, and so I got up this morning and I'm lying in bed and all of a sudden a bunch of emotions came up and mm. I said, okay, let's have a cry. Mm. Okay. I, I can feel it. It wants mm. to come out. I'm mm. not going to suppress it. Let's have a cry. So I, I let some tears come out and I felt a bit better. I got into the shower and then I started singing this song in my head mm. and um, it reminded me of, you know, some negative um, mm. situations that had come up recently. And I started bawling in, mm. the, in the shower, like, like mm. a child, like mm. bawling. But I've learned that it's, it's so important to let that energy move. Mm. Okay. So we're taught, this is another thing that's really important guys, mm. is how your association with your emotions. Mm. So we see sadness that you cry, mm. anger, you put your fists up and you fight, mm. 
Okay. So you got sadness, crying, anger, fighting. If you're fearful, you hide or you, you know, you, you get away. It doesn't need to be this way. So emotions are energy in motion. So they carry an energy. We've only been taught to deal with them in the way that we have been taught, which is fight, cry, or hide. Right. So if you take the, the, forward approach Mm. to change how it is that you have this relationship with those emotions, Mm. they can change everything in your life. Mm. What I do is I try and transmute the energy Mm. because it's just energy. It's energy in motion. That is Mm. emotion. It's Mm. nor good nor bad. It's just energy moving. Mm. So my sadness, I direct towards my passions. Mm. So if I feel sad, Mm. then I start to focus on the things that I'm passionate about and I Mm. try and drive that energy towards it. Okay. The things that I'm passionate. And then before you know it, that sadness then um, kind of disintegrates and you're left feeling this elevated feeling and emotion about your passions. Because mm. if you're really passionate about something, it can make you cry. Okay. I've cried many times out of just pure joy yes. because I'm following my passion. Mm. So do you see how you guys can like shift it kind of mm. same thing? If I'm angry, mm. okay, that becomes my drive. Mm. So those, that anger, I don't get, I don't clench my fist. I don't do this. I don't do that. Mm. I focus on what is the next steps and moves that I want to take in my mm. business, my life and my coaching. Mm. And then boom, I start to use that energy to that, that fighting energy to be like, yes, I'm going to do it. I can do it. Yes. And before you know it, you've shifted the whole thing. Mm. You know what I mean? And same thing with the fear, your fear, you can transmute into your motivation. Correct. And the more you can reassociate that feeling, say, okay, I feel fearful right now. That mm. means I probably should go do this. Mm. Now, not always. There are times that you feel fearful, fearful and you should not do those things. That's your mm. intuition. Mm. But you guys have to decipher where to draw that line. Mm. But a lot of time, the fear is from conditioning and that's holding you back from doing what you really want. So okay. again, using the fear to propel you into the motivation to go mm. do those things mm. because you know it's actually in your best interest. Yes. And, and reflecting over the last, uh, you know, two, three weeks, my, my breathing practice has gone down quite a bit. Mm. And so this was another form of realization. And so what I did is I plugged breath work routines mm. back into my daily, like two, three times a day mm. um, to start elevating my, my frequency and my vibration, mm. let that energy move through me and mm. receive back to that flow state that I know that I'm, I, I can be in and stay in. Um, so again, this is a moment to celebrate. It's calling me forward mm. to step into my power mm. and to not just be floating by thinking that life is always about rainbows and sunshine. Mm. No, this is a moment to celebrate. I'm feeling a little low, but that is not who I am. And mm. that is not what I'm going to be doing. Mm. This is a moment to celebrate, to learn, mm. plug in what I know and understand, transmute that energy, mm. breathe into it, elevate the state and, and really get into that, that, you know, that flow state that, um, you know, I'm so adamant about and, yeah. and you guys can probably hear it even in my voice. Mm. Yeah, I'm talking about crying. I'm talking about sadness, anger, doubt, fear, mm. but do you hear it in mm. my voice? Mm. Oh, because I've disassociated with that feeling being me. That is not mm. who I am. Mm. That is what I'm feeling, but mm. I have the ability to transmute that feeling and direct it towards the things that I want in my life. And Correct. that's the difference between me four years ago, five mm. years ago mm. and Stephen Whitney now. Okay. Is that now I know how to navigate and deal with it, even though mm. it's hard, mm. um, but I know how to deal with that. 
And so this is something that, you know, I, I'm actually very grateful to be going through. Um, and I hope that you guys start to see the, the gifts, the hidden silver lining and the gifts that lie mm-hmm. within that, that shitty feeling or that low vibration. It's just there to propel you forward, but it's up to you to allow that to happen. Correct. Because that the feeling's going to be there it is the way that you react to it, allow the reaction to either take place so you, or you choose your response. And, and, and what you're saying is that having the ability and learning that you can choose a response makes a big difference. Otherwise, it can take you down this rabbit hole of feeling sad for yourself, or you can actually move it to saying there is change in the air. And I think that whole idea of there's change in the air, it's exciting. That's the best part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Super. Absolutely. Stephen, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I hope people have taken out these nuggets. You know, start small. Start with just your breathing. Focus on that so you can focus on your thoughts because the thoughts are then going to translate into actions eventually. Right? Don't try and just say, I'm going to make a big action. I'm going to shave my hair. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Right? Start small. Start with your breathing. Figure yourself out. Don't do it for somebody else. Do it for yourself. I think if you take these big learnings from today's conversations, the rock bottom is going to be something to propel yourself, propel yourself off of. Yeah. And most people try and do these things to, to fix themselves Mm. and guys, there's nothing wrong to fix Mm. something. It means it's broken. You're not broken. And the other thing that a lot of people in the spiritual realm and, and, and doing yoga meditation, and especially with social media. Mm. So we think we're trying to achieve pure happiness all the time. And I'm not saying that's not possible. Mm. What I'm saying is even somebody that practices pranayama for years, and I teach thousands of people around the world to reach that joy and that bliss. I mean, I'm surrounded by nothing but just beauty all the time. This doesn't mean that I don't feel turbulence. This doesn't mean that I don't have tears and get sad or that I get frustrated, angry, or that I I have doubts and worries about my future or Mm. myself. Mm. Guys, this is not, that's not the point. The point is that we, dis- we, we create a new relationship with it. We learn to nurture it, to see it as a little baby or a child and say, mm. oh, you're sad or you're angry. Mm. And so you become the driver of this. You see it. So talk to yourself. We think talking to ourselves is crazy. No, <laughs> this is how you get outside of just being that, that, that feeling. Right. Is, hey, what are we doing here? Come mm. on. What's going on? What, are, what makes us happy? What are we going to do here? Let's get excited. Mm. And this can change everything. So you know, don't make it so unattainable that you're just going to try and become this yogi monk that is in a pure state of bliss all the time. Yeah. Like you said, step-by-step, piece-by-piece. And it's really about how you learn to navigate and, and have a relationship with these feelings and emotions because we live in crazy, in a crazy world and crazy times. So don't try and make yourself think that you need to be this, this yogi that's so perfect all the freaking time. No, celebrate your mistakes, celebrate your tears, and learn to find that passion and love for yourself. And this will change your life completely just by that doing that alone. I love it. Love it. Stephen, how can people get in touch with you? Um, definitely in the Soma Facebook group, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend that you guys um, check out because we're really supportive in that group helping people navigate through their emotions and things like that and becoming educated. Mm-hmm. Um, also my Facebook page, I'm really active on, um, you can find now um, breathe with Steve, um, Instagram, and also my breathe with Steve, uh, website, breathe with 
And uh, there's a contact form inside of that. You can reach out to me. And again, guys, all these things that I've been through, these are the things that I've plugged into my teaching, um, into my online programs um, on how to, you know, just how to start to get yourself back into that flow state. And I only teach from experience. You'll never hear me talk or teach about something that I haven't truly gone deeply within myself. And so if you feel that you need a little bit of encouragement or support, trust me, don't ever hesitate. I'm here to support you. And we have a huge community of other like-minded people that are also here to support you along your journey. Super. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media we are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A-W-E-S-O-M-E 180. That's Awesome 180.